Clayton. John Clayton. Hey, Mom, I'm done with my this is the Coors Light Cold Hard Facts with John Clayton. Brought to you by Coors Light. Made to chill. Time to talk football with the professor, John Clayton, as we do every day at this time. If you guys have questions for John, now is the time. Text those questions into 421-3776. It's 421-ESPN. We'll try to get to some of your questions before we let John go for the day. Hello, John. Hello, guys. Boy, John, there just doesn't seem to be a shortage of, as Dave likes to say, buffoonery when it comes to yeah. front offices in the National Football League, and the latest being the Dallas Cowboys what do you make of this whole, uh, you know, this is what led to the investigation into into the Washington football, or the commanders, I guess they are now, but, right. you know, taking pictures of the cheerleaders in various states of undress, sending them around, and now we come to find out that the Cowboys had a $2.4 million confidential settlement with four members of their cheerleading squad who accused their the former uh, PR guy, uh, what is it, Richard Dow, Dalrymple. Rich Dalrymple, yeah. Who had been there for over three decades of taking pictures of them as they were undressing and also was accused. This is the one that blew me away, John. Not that the other one isn't, yeah. isn't dreadful, but in the same year, this happened in 2015, uh, in an affidavit, they said that he uh, was taking upskirt photos of Charlotte Jones Anderson, the team's senior vice president and daughter of Jerry Jones. I know. I mean, what do you even say about this? And, and, and it's sad because of all the PR guys in the league, He's one of the I'm, – I'm close to him. I mean, I covered in uh, at the Pittsburgh Press his last football game uh, at Westminster College in college, and uh, he was a quarterback back then. And, uh, you know, we, we've bonded all through these years. I mean, he's been great to me, and I'm just stunned by this, you know, because he's married, he's got two kids, all those different things. You know, Jerry Jones stuck by him. You know, from 215 on, even though, again, they knew what had happened. And the media people, you know, didn't know the individual names, but they had an idea that this had happened, too. But there was nothing they could write about because they couldn't get any direct confirmation or put anybody on the record or anything else. But it's sad because, again, I, you know, I've I've loved Rich all through the years. He's been, uh, you know, great to me. He's been a good friend. But I just feel repulsed by this. Now, the one thing that did happen from the league standpoint is they're not going to investigate because, you know, why investigate? I mean, you've got the $2.4 million settlement, you know, the four women right now, even though uh, they're not happy, you know, they're taken care of. And so the league is not going to be like they're doing right now with Miami or the Washington football team or the, you know, the Washington commandos. And so it's like... Uh, commanders, John. Commanders. Okay, yeah, commanders. I like commandos, actually. The commandos yeah. is better. They commandos is better, yeah, but the, command, the commanders. But, uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm very saddened by this, you know, because, again, you know, I, I go back to, you know, when he first got involved in PR. You know, it wasn't necessarily with the Cowboys and all that stuff. I think it was with West, West Virginia and all that stuff. I go back with him a long way, and so I'm truly saddened by this. But, again, I mean, he's the one who put himself in this position yeah it's just it's just hard to imagine you know and i just think about like gary wright is yeah. our, our guy remember gary just the nicest like never in a million years oh no would you no, be no. caught up in something like this it's just he always conducted himself so professionally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by the way i gary, just can't believe he would do that with jerry jones daughter and jerry's in the room yeah 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 that doesn't endear you too much to the owner does it and he wasn't I mean, he wasn't fired after that, but no. the settlement was made. So I'm just thinking, how did Jerry Jones, that's your daughter. What are you doing, man? How do you keep that guy around? 
Yeah, I know. And I guess you know part of it was because I made a phone call today <clears throat> to get a little bit more intelligence on this <clears throat> is that, you know, obviously Rich uh, was working through me and others to see about getting Jerry Jones into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so Jerry felt that that was important, too, and kept him on board in part because of that yeah. and in part because he's a real good PR guy. But, uh, yeah, I'm just truly saddened by this story. Yeah, yeah, it's really unfortunate. Hey, uh, by the way, a quick question yeah. from the texters. If you're a football player in the NFL, mm-hmm. do you rather win a Super Bowl or make it into the Hall of Fame? You gotta, think, what do you say, Bob? What do you say, John? I'd say win a Super Bowl. You yeah, that's, that's your ultimate goal. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, the job is winning. Being in the Hall of Fame would be pretty cool. Well, they're both cool. Yeah. But, yeah, but, I don't know. I guess, I guess one, well, you're always a Super Bowl champ. I was going to say one last, you know, yeah. you got a bust there, you'd always, but you're always going to be the, the Super Bowl champ of whatever year it is. So they both last. But I told you about the guy in my neighborhood in Scottsdale. Uh, he played for like a year or two, and he ran down on some kickoffs, yeah, yeah. and he had a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, and but I, that guy's not getting into the Hall of Fame. No. Yeah, but, you know, I, I just think, I don't I, know, I, being I, in the I, Hall of Fame is pretty damn cool. Yeah, it is. You would know, John. Yeah, it is, but, uh, and, you know, I, I can say that because I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yes, I know. But, uh, you know, but I'd say right now winning a Super Bowl because, again, uh, it's so rare. It's so rare to get into the Hall of Fame, and but you have to be an elite player to do. Like for example, you know Philip Rivers. You know Philip Rivers didn't even get to the Super Bowl. Right. And I think he has a decent chance of getting into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. But you know Philip. I mean, he's so competitive. I would imagine if he had the choice, he would take the Super Bowl ring over going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I feel like if you have one, you'd yeah. rather have the other or whatever. Mm. But. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well, you look at like uh, Dan Marino, right? And so, yeah. Anyway, that was just a random. I thought it was a good question. By the way, I covered Dan Marino when when he was in high school. That's right, in high Pittsburgh. school game. Yeah, Central so, Catholic. So he was an all around pit guy. I mean, was there any talk about him uh, getting draft or playing for the Steelers? I'm sure, right? Because he went to high school, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they passed on him because, and this is a real crazy story, uh, because around that time. You know, they thought that, uh, you know, he had smoked marijuana and ha- it was going to have a positive test and all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, and what it, what ended up happening is that it dropped his stock into the 20s. And that's why Miami was able to steal him where he was and the Steelers didn't take him where he was. And, uh, you know, but uh, it, it turned out it was not Dan Marino that had the issue you know, with the uh, marijuana or smoking marijuana. It was, it was one of his family family members that did that, not Dan, you know, because, in fact, Foge Fazio was his head coach back then, and Foge actually had a uh, urine sample that he stored in his uh, vault that had, you know, Dan Marino and Dan Marino clean. So it's like, uh, yeah, it was real crazy, but, uh, you know, that's, that's what happened back then because, obviously, it's not like right now you know, where, you know, marijuana testing and all that stuff is not as important and all that. But again, it's like uh, there was that worry that it's like, oh, boy, Dan, Dan's on drugs and Dan wasn't on drugs. Mm. John, seeing that the uh, NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell, is uh, in the midst of ex- an extension here, right? Yeah. Two, two, to yeah. A, two to four year extension? Yeah, two two to four, yeah. 
So any any surprise there? I mean, how how long would you expect him to do this, especially I, I at the this, rate that he's making money? I, I think he's yeah. going to be fine. Yeah, it's over sixty nine million bucks. Uh, I, I I I I thought this was going to be it. Yeah, because when he signed that last contract, most people thought that would be his final contract. Now, of course, I mean, you know, he still has the goal of getting uh, the owners and getting $25 billion of revenue for each of the teams. And so it looks like uh, to, to, to do that, they're willing to give him a two- to four-year extension. And how much more money is that going to be? Because obviously, you know, part of it is going to be, you know, the incentives that he gets from the revenue that they get. Revenue is going to go up with the TV contracts and all that different stuff. I mean, I think that, uh, you know, $69.3 million, you know, Roger's doing well in this new contract. If they get it done, we'll even do it better. Is there a, a natural successor to him? Is there somebody that you know that's waiting in the wings for when he, whenever he does call it a day that will be the obvious choice? Not that I know of, no. Yeah. And maybe that's one of the reasons why they want to do this because, again, you know, they know he works well with the owners uh, because again, you know, say what you want about Roger Goodell, and this is probably the negative, is that uh, he's there to serve the owners. He knows who his bosses are. He knows who pays him. He knows who hires him. Who knows who is extending him? I mean, it's the owners, and he's there to service the owners. Boy, he he does the best job of riding the fence than yeah. anybody yeah. I've ever seen. I he he really really does a good job with that. Uh, hey, John, earlier we were talking about K.J. Wright, and yeah. we were talking about some of the, the kind of mysteries, and I thought in 2020 he had his best year. Yeah, I agreed. And yet they didn't bring him back here. I don't remember if you were surprised by that or not. I kind of felt like that that was happening, but it's kind of weird, and he was talking on his, there was a podcast, um, what was it called, Bob? What was that podcast called? Can you say it in your... Yeah. What is it, Bussin' with the Boys? Yeah. Okay. I couldn't remember it. Okay. <laughs> Lefko just told me. Yeah. No, I, I was going to have you do your, uh, your yeah. imitation. Uh, Except that you know subscribe, but oh, imit. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> KJ. Uh, yeah, he was just saying how disappointed he was, and mm-hmm. then kind of confirmed the the notion that if you know if both the Raiders and the Seahawks were offering him minimum, he's going to the Raiders, and right. because he didn't. Because of his pride, he mentioned, but it's just kind of a weird way for such a good guy and such a good player for uh, you know his career to end here, and yeah. and then you know who knows if he's going to continue playing or not. I, I think he's going to continue playing. I mean, seems like he's still interested. I mean, the fact that he's going on all these podcasts and you know talking in the media and doing all these different things, you kind of get the idea that he's not ready to give it up. But I was surprised because again, you know, he still had great football left in him. That's why I think it'd be a mistake to uh, cut Bobby Wagner <clears throat> because say what you want. He's one of the three pro bowl, four pro bowl players this team has. And, you know, he's still among the, the league leading tacklers in the league and all that different stuff. And, you know, he's in the last year of his contract. So you can structure something to bring the cap number down and obviously talk him into a little bit of a pay reduction, you know, because again, it's, I think the base salary is like about 16 million and even at the worst case scenario if you keep him at the 16 million i mean you can just take you know a signing bonus spread it over five years and drop that number down yeah i just don't know if you you the thing they said about you know what clint hurt said was yeah. we're, we're going to attack we like attack the line of scrimmage and bobby just didn't do that last year it's just not the the way he played. He played very laterally and sometimes kind of going backwards a little bit and didn't attack blockers. 
And yeah, I'm not sure if that that it fits in here. But um, and I'm sorry. What was the the saving that would be sixteen you, million? Sixteen million. If you you cut him, they probably yeah. won't do him like that. But I don't know. It's uh, it, it's he's kind of an interesting one because I totally agree. He's Hall of Famer. Yeah. Whole thing. He's got the the stats, everything. But yeah, I just I just wonder about you know how they used him last year. Well, and uh, again, I mean the aggressiveness just wasn't there with Ken Norton Jr. So it's like, is that for Bobby Wagner? Well, I'm just a, talking about specifically attacking yeah, blocks. Yeah, yeah. Did not attack yeah, blocks. Other linebackers did. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it, he's also getting on an age, but that also doesn't explain why they played him 100% of the snaps. Well, because but, he's that good. Well, I felt like he should he should have gotten some rest. You know, I mean, he, he was the one guy that, that yeah, uh, yeah. took that many, uh, that many reps. Hey, John, as far as just back to KJ for a moment, we we played a clip of him yesterday where he was brutally honest about, you know, the off season, and he said, "Man, I didn't receive one call," mm-hmm. and that he was, you know, calling his agent like, "What's going on?" And they they didn't get a call from anybody until the Raiders, and that's him coming off a season where he was the best linebacker on the team. So, keeping that in mind, what what kind of attention would he get this off season? Like, how how in demand would he be? Does he does he have a spot in the league still? I think he does. Yeah, I mean, but. I'll tell you that the thing that's so difficult right now, and we'll see how the new coaches sort through their defense and all that different stuff. I mean, you know, coming into this off season, there was only like about 14 teams that ran a 4-3 defense. You know, uh, 18 were 3-4s, and I think that number may increase. And, you know, like, for example, in the case of uh, Bobby Wagner, I mean, you know what, if there's only, you know, there, I, I question how many jobs could be available for him as a middle linebacker because again you know you've got uh, good situations you know with different uh, players around the league at middle linebacker i mean there may only be maybe two or three maybe four uh, two or three opportunities you know to get into a 4-3 defense and i hope that he recognizes that you know because again it's not his fault it's just the reality to league and if the league's you know you know easing more into 3-4 schemes that's going to make it tough on him, but it's also going to make it tough on K.J. Wright you know, because K.J. Wright's an outside linebacker in a 4-3 uh, uh, defense, and those guys don't get sacks. And one thing in the 3-4, you want sacks. And so uh, you know, that could make it difficult. But, again, I mean, right now, because, again, like, for example, uh, going back to the Raiders might be difficult because I think they're going to go 3-4. I mean, Washington you know, might be a fit because with Ron Rivera, I think they'll stay 4-3, and that could you know, open something up for Wagner, could open something up for K.J. Wright. But, I mean, it's a, it's a select market right now for 4-3 uh, linebackers. Hmm. Hey, uh, John, I'm looking at Kyler Murray. First of all, his record. Yeah. 22 and 23 and one. But uh, what do you, how serious do you think this is? These, uh, you know, you hear all the stories yeah. about that his teammates don't, don't really like him. Um, you know, he's got a coach we talked about yesterday that doesn't finish well. But, you know, do you think this is, uh, this is a pretty serious deal? I mean, is, is, or is this just one of these rumors that we hear in the offseason just like every other? No, I think it's a serious deal because, again, I mean, you can see it, you can see it in games. Now, again, I don't know about the idea that he wasn't willing to put himself back in the game when he was hurt in that last game. But but again, that's got to be a concern because, again, he shows the immaturity that, uh, you know, that you don't want from your lead. And he's not a leader. 
He's not a leader whatsoever right now. And so you put all those things together, and that makes it very difficult, you know, to be able to come back and, uh, you know, see. Because, again, I think that obviously he's still going to be there. He's too talented. And, but, uh, but, you know, it still wouldn't surprise me if they, uh, they do shop him a little bit. Uh, what, what do you make of the latest we've heard in the investigation of the Washington Commanders? Yeah. Uh, the House Bob, it's Commandos. Commandos. The Commandos. Yeah. Commando. <laughs> uh, just uh, saw the, the story. NFL has informed the House Oversight Committee and reformed that Mary Jo White will lead the investigation mm-hmm. into the allegations. Um, she's former chair of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Right. Uh, and, and led the 2018 investigation into the Carolina Panthers and owner Jerry Richardson, who was accused of workplace misconduct. So what, what, what do you expect to come of this? Hard to tell because, again, uh, you know, investigations, you never know what the results are going to be. But, you know, if I'm Dan Snyder, I've got to worry about it. You know, because, again, you know, it, it could go so bad that uh, they do take the franchise away from him. You know, again, you know, having Congress involved, you don't know how that's going to be. And uh, obviously the investigation is going to be very vital to see where it's going to go you know, with Dan Snyder. But I think right now, I mean, he's got to worry more than he has two, three years ago. Hey, uh, if they hire uh, Dan Morgan in Pittsburgh, you got any insight as far as they're looking for a GM there? And uh, they interviewed Morocco Brown, uh, Dan Morgan uh, from here. But uh, if they – I don't know how many of these guys, other guys yeah. played, but I know Dan Morgan – played i'm trying to think of the the gms in the league that played in the league first well, you got john lynch. john lynch um it used to be in baltimore um uh Aussie Newsom. Aussie Aussie Newsom. Newsom. yeah 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 you thinking I'm, i i i on here here knowing the steelers like i do and i don't have the insight as far as how this you know uh study is going right now as far as the guys are interviewing i contend that they are going to uh, promote from within you know making omar khan uh, the general manager and kind of you know running the ship. He's their cap guy, and then having you know one of their personnel guys be the main personnel guy picking players in the draft. Yeah, that just seems to be their nature. You know, I know uh, you know I do a Pittsburgh radio hit you know Wednesday at noon, and uh, I remember about a month ago they asked me about what's going to happen to defensive coordinator, and I said, real simple to me, they're going to promote within and go with Terrell Austin. And they said, oh, there's no way. It's like, but, you know, they interviewed a whole bunch of people and all that stuff. Well, guess who got the job? Terrell Austin. The guy that you predicted. The guy that I predicted. That is correct. Hey, by the way, it's like, uh, did I mention it yesterday? You know, today was the big day for Russell Wilson getting the $5 million roster bonus. I Mm -hmm. think he did, yeah. Yes. So, again, you know, if they uh, end up doing something with him, which, of course, I mean, you know, it would have happened anyways because they can't trade him right now if they – even if they wanted to, but that's thirty-one million dollars on a cap hit. That's a big hit, John. That's a big hit. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we were talking about a a, uh, a power rankings that ESPN yeah. did. They wrote they wrote a piece where they they did a power rankings of all the teams going in. Uh, you know, obviously the draft doesn't happen. We don't know what roster is going to be, but just as they sit right now, what was interesting is they had the Seahawks at twenty-three. Yeah, yet they had teams above them. With no quarterbacks, like the yeah. Broncos were ahead of them, the Saints were ahead of them. Uh, there was a couple other teams that have uh, the Colts were ahead of them. They were. It was just, I, I I couldn't quite figure out. I guess the logic behind some team that had the same record but didn't have a quarterback as yeah. well. Yet they had them above the Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. Is that just how do you how do you view that? That's sort of a national perspective. Yeah, just I guess. because they they had an off season last year. 
And so they're being penalized on the ratings because of it. And it's probably wrong. But again, that's just the way it goes. Because I know I have to do, you know, the uh, rankings for AP and all those different things. And, you know, it's like everybody had this this team down. But again, here's I still look at the schedule. And again, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, the, the division, the three teams in the division they face two times each, 66 and 36. But the rest of the schedule with only five teams with winning records, 443, which would be one of the easier schedules because they got the fourth place schedule and they you know take on the NFC South. Certainly the AFC West is going to be a little bit tougher with the three winning teams there. But uh, no, I think that, uh, I mean, that's why, again, keeping Russell so important because, again, it's so set up to be able to win next year. Hey, John, if you uh, I got uh, this uh, from Michael Bumpus was yeah. telling me to go go on YouTube and, and type in Carl Scott because uh, the new DB coach is one guy that we don't know that much about. Uh-huh. And he has like an hour-long YouTube video where he's up in front of a bunch of coaches, mm-hmm. and this guy is brilliant. It's amazing the way that he, uh, you know, kind of expresses himself, the way he teaches, everything. It's just like, wow, I just had never heard of this guy before. And it's it's kind of interesting that, you know, that all of a sudden when you start looking at him, you go, yeah, I can see why he got where he is, yeah. man. So, yeah, it's uh, I feel pretty good about the pass defense. But we were talking about the fact that, um, you know, that they can only get better. Yeah, well, because I mean, they're thirty first. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, you know, don't hold yourself accountable for not uh, knowing who he was. I remember he was at Alabama for three years, and last year was his only year in the National Football League. So it's not like he has some long record or even a record of being in the league. I mean, he's only been in Minnesota one year. Yeah, but it's like I said, it's it's really easy yeah. to see why he is, uh, you know, one of these young geniuses that the yeah. coaching out there so anyway yeah it's, it's pretty cool to watch that john you doing the show tomorrow eight to eleven taking your phone calls eight to eleven and we'll talk to you on tuesday we're yes, off on monday that is correct so have a great weekend john same to you there you go you, uh if you missed any of today's cold hard facts brought to you by coors light made to chill download the podcast at 710sports.com so there you go john clayton and all of his his glory his majesty yes right there. each and every day he loves that call-in show his show on Saturday. Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't heard it in a long time because I'm sleeping. But <laughs> um, I, I, I feel like he's got a cast of characters that are there every week. At yeah. least that's how it used to be. Like there, there's a group of callers that were just they were part of the show. Die hard. I don't know if that's still the same or yeah. or not. But it's funny. I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, back east, and I was like, "Yeah, we have John Clayton on." And he goes, "Oh, is he in his mom's basement?" Like, what? <laughs> remember the commercial? That he oh, was, right, right, right. Yeah, pulling the hair <gasps> out of the ponytail. Yeah. Done with my segment. Uh, all right. Coming up, our look at the most polarizing Seahawks players continues, including one that Dave feels really strongly about. Uh-oh. That's coming up next with Wyman and Bob on 710 ESPN Seattle.